Absurdist Astrology on Open Lines Radio is brought to you by Synergy Creative Systems. Synergy Creative Systems uses multiple social media and online platforms that operate independently as freestanding entities to post killer content that discreetly work in conjunction with each other to build robust and enduring images and brands through promotion by proxy. Because what I want to do is um, just explain what's going on. And then if you want to have your input, I have some uh, dates, too, that are pretty significant that, you know, tie in with what's going on. So currently the sun's in Aries. We've been uh, in the new year astrologically for like a week or so now, you know, which is great. And the moon is in Capricorn. So today there's this uh, luminary relationship happening where our fundamental cardinal energy is really being brought out because uh, sun in Aries is its natural placement. So it's a really, it's a springtime, new year, you know, the um, astrological community views this time as the new year at least. And so this is the first time we've had a lot of fire energy in the sky for a while we've been under a lot of water energy recently so tomorrow on the 27th what what does that mean with the um all of this with uh, being in in a water energy yeah tell me explain that to me that's why i might understand how i'm been been feeling and what i'm about to feel changing to fire of course so pisces has been ruling the dynamic a lot because Neptune has been in Pisces, I want to say since 2011, but recently Jupiter has been in Pisces as well. And this is a transit. Jupiter takes about 12 to 13 years to go through the science. So with Neptune and Pisces, um, excuse me, Neptune and Jupiter being together in Pisces is what I'm trying to say. It's really bringing out these energies of that water dynamic to the forefront, because this is something that only happens every, I want to say the last time I uh, have this, I, I was planning on getting into that, of course, but um, let me see. I have it written down here. The last time that Jupiter was conjunct Neptune was in 1856. So again, this takes a long time to happen. So it's a once in a lifetime event that you can't like ignore um, as far as the astrological community is concerned, because this is huge. Again, it's 1856. I mean, think about how different the world was then, you know, um, And it's something too, I guess I'll just get right into it. Um, In 1856, that was actually when the Treaty of Paris was signed. So uh, that was what forbade Russia from basing warships in the Black Sea. So for me, I think there's a lot of opportunity in the next couple of weeks for there to be some peace agreements, some communications. So 
with that water energy too, I think it's been kind of a mix where with Pisces, there's like this ethereal dreamy, um, you know, I, I think one of the most classic Pisces that comes to mind is Kurt Cobain, I, you know, um, as a sun sign that is, uh, you know, that kind of addiction and abuse. And that's not to say everyone who's a Pisces falls into those patterns, of course, but you know, it kind of, when um, Neptune wasn't discovered, until 1846 so mind you this was exactly 10 years before that conjunction that's so rare that it's only happening just now so it's really significant as far as the timing of it this only happens once in a lifetime this is not going to happen again anyone who's alive right now won't see this happen again it's an opportunity if you will to really change how we communicate and so um, on April 1st, there's going to be a new moon in Aries. Now this is really um, significant. Uh, it will change a lot about how we communicate. Now, speaking of communication, I looked back. Now Chiron is an Aries. Chiron is an asteroid that represents our woundedness. And for me personally, it's led to so much healing in my life. Um, and for you, I um, know that your Chiron is an Aries. So a Chiron return happens about once, maybe twice in a lifetime. If it happens twice, it's going to be when you're 100 years old. So anyhow. I, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say is that this only happens. You'll live every... it up now, right? <laughs> right. No. So I looked back because I really, um, what I enjoy doing with astrology too is looking back on um, points in history where this already happened. So on April 3rd, 1973, there was a really similar conjunction happening in Aries, a new moon, a very, um, it's, it was almost the same type of planetary alignment. This time around, it's the sun, Mercury, and then the new moon. So that means the sun and the moon are in the same sign which are conjunct Chiron, that's currently. So on April 3rd, 1973, that was the first mobile call ever made in downtown Manhattan by, um, excuse me, <laughs> Motorola employee, Martin Cooper. So when I saw that, again, on April 3rd, 1973, that was the first cell phone call ever. Wow. Now, 50 years later, with Chiron and Aries, I think it's just bringing so many energies to the forefront about how communication has changed in terms of like the mobile phone. So 1973, yeah. again, it's, it's a very significant time for those that have that Chiron and Aries. Um, it's representing a change in how we communicate. And then, so get this, on April 4th, the next day, that was when the World Trade Center opened. So, oh, wow. right. And then that was, um, currently the North Node is in Taurus. This last happened in like 2004. So that was kind of a world where we were living like post 9-11. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really, we're kind of feeling that energy right now. like. Uh, a change in communication and, and how it's kind of tied to 
to our woundedness and the sense of how, how do we communicate our ability to be a part of this world? And yet it's like a, the way that we um, uh, communicate with each other is just changing so much right now. You know, in 2004, that's also kind of like right when texting kind of started taking exactly. off and like social social media like places like myspace kind of started uh i mean i'm sure they started before that but that's when like i think 2004 is when we kind of made this move to a text-based communication absolutely from, uh, with our cell phones right and interesting and, and spaces like forms were really popular live journal um the internet was a much safer place then, if you will. And I think right now we're, we're questioning that safety and how we communicate. Um, back then, Venus was a part of that conjunction in 1973. So I feel like there was a lot more focus on like the material matters, um, the building of foundational things. But now we're really kind of coming to this fast pace and and there's really not as much appreciation of the arts anymore like there used to be right. um with mercury conjunct chiron currently it can kind of make us feel like it's really hard to communicate though like there's no denying that there's still like this sense of tension in the air and mars and aquarius with venus and aquarius too it can kind of make things feel tense, especially with Saturn and Aquarius too. These are the um, malefic planets, uh, that is Mars and Saturn. And when they're together in Aquarius, it can really make this tumultuous energy that can just make you feel like you don't have a sense of communication being healthy. <laughs> so yeah, I can see it, that. So like a lot of um, risk of, uh, how do I say this? just being rage filled <laughs> and um, car, like being really careful with road rage, like everyone has to at times, you know, I, I think that kind of energy can be brought out, unfortunately. And it's just something to be uh, wary of again with Mars and Venus and Saturn and Aquarius. But on April 5th, Venus enters Pisces, which is its exaltation phase which uh, is a beautiful opportunity for things to kind of ease up. The tensions won't feel as bad. It will allow us to kind of communicate more easily with creativity. Again, Venus in Pisces is the exaltation on April 5th. So that'll really lighten things up. And Good, we need it. Yeah, no, right. And again, I'm really hopeful because this is all leading up to a really nice conjunction in. Um, Pisces again with Jupiter conjunct Neptune. I can't emphasize that enough being such a significant conjunction. It happens every 12 years or so, but in the sign of Pisces, it's especially significant because Jupiter and Neptune are both traditionally ruled by Pisces. So again, I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself, but Neptune wasn't discovered until 1846. So until then they were both um, Jupiter was the only sign that ruled Pisces that is until Neptune was discovered. But now we view Neptune as being ruled by Pisces. So again, this is a once in a lifetime event that is very significant. And I'm hoping very truly that April 12th, we'll see 
uh, significant communication in the news as far as peace treaties, because again, in um, 1856, the last time that this conjunction happened, that was when the Treaty of Paris was signed. So it's just a, a time where creative renaissance could be possible, I'm really hoping. The last time yeah. a Jupiter and Neptune used to happen. Right. The last time this happened was 2009. Um, and I feel like 2009, there was a little more sense of camaraderie. I mean, I think, you know, in a world where Barack Obama was president for, you know, one year, you know, think about 2009, like yeah. how different yeah. the world was. And it's kind of funny, too. I, I mean, Harry Styles, I don't know if you listen to him, but he has a song where it's, do you remember summer 09? It's trending right now. And I think that's kind of funny because it's subconsciously reflecting the last time Jupiter uh, met with Neptune. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, right, right. So it's kind of funny how those things happen and people aren't even aware of it. So uh, Mars will enter Pisces on April 14th. So that will also lighten things up when um, Mars and Venus have been moving together pretty well. And that allows a lot more, um, they're like partners, if you will, Mars and Venus in the planetary bodies because they're closer to the sun's orbit. So it, they affect more of our personal being. So when Mars enters Pisces on April 14th, it should lighten things up, especially leading to the, full moon in Libra on April 16th. So that will be the first full moon of the spring 2022 season and the first full moon after the spring equinox. So again, that's um, April 16th. That'll be a full moon in Libra. So what's cool about this month too is you hear about blue moons, right? But you don't often hear about black moons so what a black moon is, is when two new moons happen in the same month. Okay. So again, this month starts on April 1st with a new moon in Aries. And then on the 16th, there's a full moon in Libra. But then on the 30th, there's a new moon in Taurus. So again, we don't hear about black moons. When a black moon happens, that's when two new moons happen in the same month. You hear about a blue moon, that's when two full yeah. moons happen in the same month, right? Yeah. It's like the, the people don't value the worthiness of a, a new moon and the energy that brings. No, too. no, because you don't get the visual spectacle. Right, exactly. We don't, we don't want to think about what's hidden, right? And I think this month is definitely going to bring up some of those themes and patterns in our lives. And that's okay, because I think there's so much opportunity for communications to really change uh, in the entire dynamic of what's happening, you know, globally. I, I really do feel that way. I think we're in a place now uh, sociologically, if you will, that we can't deny, no matter if you believe in astrology or not, where we really have to change how we communicate. And again, with the significance of these events leading up to now, I, I really think there's an opportunity when we go from the new moon on the 1st to the full moon on the 16th, from Aries to Libra, it will really bring attention to our relationships, the tendencies we might have to overgive, 
uh, spirits guiding us to take away those feelings of guilt and how we present ourselves in our relationships. And again, I think that really is brought with a lot of luck when Mercury's in Taurus conjunct Uranus on April 18th. And the reason why that is, is when Mercury's in Taurus, it's not its strongest placement, but when it's conjunct Uranus in Taurus, there's this lack of unpredictability, if you will. I, I don't know how to phrase that. It's, it's almost like there's this ability to just want a fundamental growth in how we provide for ourselves on the global dynamic. So we wanna be cautious with frivolous spending though, when those kind of patterns happen. So when Mercury's in Taurus, again, we're not expressing our communication the best we can. We're more concerned about our material possessions. And when that's conjunct Uranus, it can lead to unpredictability in our spending. So I know that sounds strange, but around like April 18th or so, I would definitely be careful with our spending. I think when with these gas prices, for example, I mean, that's obviously right. been a, a hot. Oh, my God. I mean, well, you live in California. My God, I'm telling you, yeah. you know, I, I think that's like a great example of what's going on with our um, Mercury in Taurus conjunct Uranus. So I think on April 18th, maybe there'll be some big news surrounding the gas prices. And I mean, there has to be some leverage. Or, I hope I, so. Six dollars and 11 cents yesterday. Wow. Per gallon. Yeah, no, I think I was spending yeah, at least like 420, no, no joke, but seriously, it's it's awful right now. I think it, it, it is tough to realize that a lot of what's happening right now isn't enjoyable. I mean, it, it, that's, I think that's the reality of astrology, unfortunately, is that it's not all light and fluff. And I really want to present astrology in a way that acknowledges that. So yeah, no, that's good because it's like, like lit. I, I think a lot of people turn to astrology just as an escape from reality, but I like the way that you use it to present reality. Right. I think it's just a, a backdrop against what's actually happening. And that's why I like the use of absurdism, if you will, or just, you know, acknowledging that we're projecting all this meaning onto it, right? Anyhow. But again, I think it just gives a, a perspective, a different way of acknowledging what's happening. Because again, you can look back in history. That's one of my favorite parts of astrology is finding dates that are similar to what's happening now. Astrologically, that is, you know, the aspects. Yeah. yeah. I think that's such a, a cool way of looking at what's going on, you know, looking back, I think that's a, a great way of reflecting on, you know, how we've grown as a society or how we haven't grown as a society. That is a lot right. of the time, unfortunately. So when, let's see here, again, I've, I've just written down some significant aspects that are going to happen throughout the month, but the biggest uh, aspect by far is definitely that Jupiter conjunct Neptune right in the middle of the month on the 12th. But let's see here. When the sun enters Taurus on April 19th, that'll definitely change the dynamic again with um, sun and Aries right now. 
I think we're really feeling a lot more of our ambition to um, do those cardinal themed things. That's our ability to just be ourselves. So when the sun enters Taurus on April 19th, I think we'll be a little bit more focused on the material things in our lives, um, more comfortable. Maybe again, I'm really hoping there's going to be a collective sense of calm, but you know, the reality is it's not always easy. So when um, Venus enters Pisces on April 27th, I'm hoping too that there's going to be more peace in our creative abilities. So um, on April 27th, again, Venus and Pisces will be conjunct Neptune. So I'm really hoping that there's going to be creativity available to us. Um, so Neptune's been in Pisces since 2012. So Neptune conjuncts Pisces about once a year. So, you know, it's not the most special of aspects, but I think it's kind of cool. I, I who did I um, find um, people who have this aspect natally, Neptune conjunct Venus are Leonard Cohen and Josephine Baker. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so let me see here. <laughs> Thank you, um, hold on. Hold on, what was this? The California gold rush was happening from 1848 to 1855. That was also one of the last times that Neptune was in Pisces. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, as far as the historical significance of what we might discover soon um, as a society, or, you know, the California gold rush was obviously a very significant point in history with Neptune and Pisces happening for the first time since then. Well, at least since 2012, that is. I think there's an opportunity for there to be discovery um, as far as our ability to communicate. I'm really hopeful that things can change this month. So like I was saying before, with that black moon on the 30th, that'll be the new moon in Taurus. So again, this is two new moons in one month. So going from the energy of Aries, which is more about the self and our ability to communicate with a Libra full moon, we then end the month with the new moon in Taurus. So I think that's the exaltation placement of the moon. When the moon is in Taurus, it's about creating stability and a sense of, you know, focusing on our comfort, our ability to just be present. And so going from all these lessons about how do we communicate? How do I get this across? Why am I so angry all the time? And then we end the month with this really nice opportunity to just focus on our stability. And I think with Venus and Pisces to conjunct Jupiter as the new moon happens on April 30th, there's this exaltation that happens. Um, and someone too, I found Venus and Pisces conjunct Jupiter. I was um, looking up, you know, what the significance of this is. And it can be one of the most harmonious aspects of all. So again, on April 30th, I, the new moon in Taurus, it's going to be just a really cool 
completely different type of new moon than we start the month with. We start the month with this really energetic, fun kind of communication filled way of, you know, how we translate the meaning and purpose of what we think is important in our lives. And then on the 30th of April, we have this new moon that has Venus and Pisces conjunct Jupiter, which is again, uh, exalted. One of the most harmonious aspects that can happen in astrology bottom line. So it's a really cool opportunity for us to take all of those hardships of how we struggle with communication and then try and make it just harmonious and be at peace with our creativity and luck. And it's just, we all want to attain comfort at the end of the day. And I, I hope there's an opportunity this month for us to really acknowledge and respect that. And again, I, I like to look up people that have this placement natally, Venus and Pisces. Um, well, I don't think it's exactly in Pisces, excuse me. So Venus conjunct Jupiter. Uh, Tom Waits has this aspect natally. I thought that was kind of cool. So let's see here. I mean, overall, that's about it as far as the month's concerned. What I really think's most important to focus on with the new moon at the beginning of the month again in Aries is just our ability to focus on our relationships and how we present ourselves in our relationships. And then in the middle of the month, that Jupiter conjunct Neptune is huge on April 12th. That's something you really don't want to miss as far as um, personal endeavors. And really too, I'm, I'm very interested to see in the news, if anything significant happens on April 12th, we'll see, you know, again, am I projecting this onto what, right, right. you know, has happened in, but again, I, I just think that's so cool that that um, Treaty of Paris was signed and the, you know, that was so significant and it has Russia, you know, intrinsically tied into, and right. again, you can, you can project that and I, you know, but I just, I love looking back on history and, you know, trying to see what can be learned from you know, what has already happened. So, and, and again, 1973, I think that was so cool, right? That with uh, the Aries, Chiron um, energy, you know, that's the very beginning of the Zodiac, mind you. So Chiron has a pretty erratic transit. So when it goes into Aries and it's been in Aries for some time, I want to say since 2018, but anyhow, it just brings these lessons to our woundedness to the center. And for that exact conjunction to have happened when the two very significant things happened right in a row, that was the first ever cell phone call in the opening of the World Trade Center. You know, that's that's really wild when you think about it, like the odds of, you know, how astrology works if you will, when those aspects become so close, the odds of those events being aligned are really cool. So I hope that made sense. I hope this, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, no, I, um, I can feel it happening already. Like, can't you feel like uh, communications um, already kind of starting to soften? We've been through so many years of, it feels like just people on all, all 
platforms and in real from real life to social media just going at each other it feels like it feels like there's been so much contention it already kind of feels like people are just tired of it and that does kind of open up a chance to maybe ha have peaceful communications which will in turn lead to a more creative living you hit the nail on the head there mark i mean i think what it is too is it's almost the end of cancel culture if you will i think we're we're getting tired of of just this accountability we hold people at nowadays is of course important and and we need to be responsible for our actions but right it's the way we communicate with such angst and fear-based and i think you're right we, we really need to lighten up and, I, and again the jupiter and neptune conjunction happening on april 12th i really think that it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, hopefully, to have the collective finally acknowledge, wow, maybe we should be nice to each other, you know, with all yeah, these. Yeah, Every, everyone's, everything's so reactionary. Yeah. Oh, right. You know, it's terrifying to think these people, these, these big babies with big baby brains have these weapons <laughs> in mass yes, destruction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. jokes aside, but really, though, that's what it feels like nowadays. So, you know, I, I feel like astrology at least provides us with this sense of control. Maybe that is what it's based in. But again, it's like a backdrop. It's just a backdrop to what's happening right now. And I hope going forward, you know, it, it will provide just a sense of comfort, just knowing at least we can look back and, you know, reflect in a way that's not attached to the outcome, but rather just, you know, acknowledging what is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've always, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but I've always kind of interpreted, um, like, the, or not interpreted, but just experienced with the full moon, kind of this, you know, craziness. And, and uh, I, I've always tried to you know, almost silence myself around a full moon just because I don't mm -hmm. want to be reactionary or, or say the wrong thing or be influenced by something other than me. But the new moon always seems like this, this time of uh, where I don't even know how to explain it, but it's almost like this time of peace, this, this moment of peace. And, and I do a lot of gardening. And so I like to do a lot of planting in the, during the new moon, you know, so that uh, as Absolutely. the when the full moon comes, that's right when it's time to start pulling stuff up, you know. And right. and uh, but the, but with two with the with the black moon, it seems like just the perfect time to actually have some kind of peace in communication and and to like this like we could take this time and say okay, this is once in a black moon opportunity to chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like. Precisely. And go easy on each other. <laughs> yeah, no, right. We, we've been in such a turmoil-based, fear-based mindset for so long now. And I think a lot of that has to do with Pluto and Capricorn being at such late degrees too. And Pluto won't leave Capricorn until 2024, unfortunately. That's kind of the bad news. But, uh, well, the, the good news is right now we do have a lot of opportunities to change. And I think that's what's most important than anything is to remain present. Don't try to get too caught up in what's going to happen. I just like to view astrology as, again, a way to look at current events and previous events and tie it all together, you know, kind of give meaning to the meaningless, you know, that's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of what I've been trying to go with, I suppose, as far as my astrology practice is concerned. And I've been trying to get more serious about it. So I'm glad 
you seem to completely understand what I'm saying as far as the, uh, the need to chill the fuck out. I mean, really, though, that's a good <laughs> yeah, way of yeah. putting it as far as going from a, again, a new moon in Aries, full moon in Libra, and then a new moon in Taurus, which is the exalted phase. I think it's really going to give us as a collective an opportunity this April to finally take a breath and really see a light at the end of this awful tunnel we've been in for you know the better of two years now unfortunately you know so we will see I, I hope again I'm, I'm really holding out for there to be some significant news this month about um peace treaties we will see oh I I um okay will you tell me more about the significance of Pluto and Capricorn you say we've got a couple more years of that what what does that mean exactly? So Pluto's been in Capricorn, I believe, since the very end of 2008, beginning of 2009. With Pluto in Capricorn, it's not a terrible place for Pluto to be in. It does give a lot of lessons about our material growth. With the collapse of the economy in 2008, though, it's like that unpredictability at the same time. Yeah. The, um, so we've been kind of living in a post-recession world, right? And so I, I feel like we're definitely still feeling the energy of that very much so. And that's where Pluto comes into play, if you will. So when Pluto finally leaves Capricorn and enters Aquarius in 2024, I feel like that's when Gen Z will finally take over the dynamic of what's really happening on a global scale, I think right now we're just in a, a lag of um, lack of ambition and there's no drive to what's really happening. I feel like 2024 will be a, a huge year as far as collective change. And unfortunately, I, I don't like to be pessimistic with my readings, but at the same time, I, I feel like there is so much more work to do, of course. But with Pluto in the late degrees of Capricorn, and it goes retrograde, I think, actually, at the very end of the month. So when Pluto goes retrograde, it goes backwards degrees. So it, you know, it gives us this, like, oh, again, energy where we, we kind of have to reflect on the lessons of what's happened and, and why we struggle with our ability to have material possessions the way we want, you know, of course, we all want to be comfortable and provided for, and we all struggle with that. And again, I think we all kind of just feel this energy of living in a post-recession world, even though we're supposed to be so far out from it. And some days it just feels like we're just kind of on that same level, unfortunately. Like, what have we really learned? And again, I just, I like to at least acknowledge with astrology that there's an opportunity to grow and, and see that we do have these negative patterns where as a collective, we aren't learning and we're repeating history. And I am again, hopefully we can repeat history in good ways too, like peace treaties. Wouldn't that be nice? Right, yeah, so yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. see, you know. Well, everything's we'll cyclical. So hopefully the good th stuff comes back around too. Right, right. <laughs> so Thank you so much for, you know, allowing me to communicate this. I, again, hope it, it made sense. I think it's important to, you know, just be aware of what's going on. And, and, and you know, a lot of people call it woo-woo or whatever, but 
I just find it's, it's brought me so much peace as far as just awareness and, and being present in the sense that it's all happening as above, so below, you know? Right, right. And I like the idea of considering it um, absurdist because it's like, um, it is a good time. Like you keep talking about uh, it's teaching us and we're getting these lessons. And I think that's where we really need to be, where it's, it's we don't need to be putting so much it's, it's more of a way to say, okay, this happened, last time this happened, this was going on in history. And it allows us to look back at those things with a different viewpoint of history and put it on what's happening now. I really like how the, the, the way that you've done it, because it's like, um, it, it does, it just gives us a chance to, to see what's happening now by reflecting on the past and kind of uh, preparing for the future. Right, right. And I, I just feel that's so much more meaningful than, you know, kind of focusing on the sun sign aspects, which I, you know, of course, those hold value. And I'm not trying to knock, you know, the way other people practice astrology. It's just what I've kind of come to find brings me comfort and value, you know, so I hope going forward, it's something people might be interested in. And I'd love to do birth chart readings and things like that. I'm, I'm working on offering that, you know, I've been practicing now for the better part of seven years, which is crazy. We've been communicating basically the entirety of that, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, more or less, of course, through the years. But, you know, of course, been in contact pretty steadily now, you know, Uh so it's just really um, an opportunity now. Again, I, I really, I find that this Jupiter and Neptune conjunction specifically has led me to finally decide that I want to get more serious about communicating what, you know, is going on and, and having my voice be a part of what's going on. Because again, it's, it's very much in this zeitgeist of what's happening, you know, especially compared to then, you know, it was just kind of an odd community. We found each other on Periscope and back then I don't feel like astrology was as much, but it happens like again in the seventies, the astrology was huge in the seventies. Right. So it's kind of cool to see yeah. these patterns, like, you know, it kind of just happens over and over. So I, I think it's a great way of looking at astrology and I hope other people might be interested. So we'll see if, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, and I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the month. <laughs> I'm hopeful for yeah. the future. I just I think that um, we all have these opinions, and we don't need to all agree on everything. But just the way we communicate with each other um, doesn't need to be so. Like I said earlier, re reactionary. I just feel like everybody, you hear something you don't agree with, and somebody, and people, we're so quick to just snap, or uh, you know call people out or, you know, you're an idiot. Like it's, it's okay to, uh, I, I guess, and that might be a social media thing because it's like, we're, we're, we're kind of able to hide behind the screen, you know, or hide behind our phones where it, it's made it so easy to just say shitty things to people. And that's translated into real life, of course. So it's not just now it's not just hiding behind our screens saying these things. It's now our face-to-face -face interactions with people because we've, we've learned this behavior on online and, and now we brought it into the real world and i really would like to see that behavior just hopefully we've gotten it out of our systems and we can go back to communicating uh you know treating each other as humans again yeah and again just to tie it back with that the last time a new moon was conjunct chiron and aries which again chiron transits happen about every 50 years or so um it's insane that the first ever cell phone call happened 
And now again, we're here when Chiron's in Aries conjuncts a new moon again, but these themes are so similar. It's so like the, even though that was the first time there was ever a cell phone call, it, it just, it's now we're really questioning what are we doing with the way we communicate on social media? And I, I just really hope, like you're saying, we can, we can change how we do this and not be so volatile all the time and, and really lead with compassion. And, and I'll be honest too. I mean, I, I'm not completely innocent of not getting frustrated with people and, and finding that my ego gets in the way of things, you know, being a Leo son, I, you know, I, I think that's something I, I can't deny that I've struggled with, you know, and, and just being aware ourselves, of course, to not just be so reactionary, like take a moment and pause and breathe before you respond to someone and, and, and try and realize that hopefully this month can be an opportunity collectively for everyone to take a deep breath and enjoy just a creative, abundant bliss that comes once in a lifetime. And, and again, not even in certain people's lifetime because it only happens every 150 years or so. So I'm really hopeful for this month. I, I really am. Yeah. Me too. And, and I think too, when we look back in history at this time, uh, we'll also be no talking about how uh, we're just kind of coming out of COVID and how COVID was so divisive with people and, and wh whatever you believed in doesn't matter. Like there, like relationships were ruined <laughs> because of what you believed in and the way we communicated what we believed in with each other. And I really feel like um, with, with the pandemic kind of winding down finally, um, we don't have those issues to fight with each other about anymore. So hopefully without, I mean, I'm sure there's always something, the media is always going to throw something at us to fight over, but I feel like we're kind of over it. I feel like it's just the last two years have been so much that, that I think this is the perfect time for what's happening astrologically or to, to be coming into that or maybe we're coming into that because we're just going through this this cycle and we're cycling with the orbits you know of the planets but i just feel like the, I, i'm like with you i feel like the time is right right now for for communication and creativity to explode right and you know that doesn't mean the rest of the year won't have its struggles too but i think april throughout the year um is definitely a sweet spot uh, you know, not to be the bearer of bad news, but there might be some, you know, different energies when Jupiter enters Aries. And but um, I, again, I'd like to save that for later, you know, when do it month by when month, if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, right, right now, right now, I want to I want to focus on good, creative communication. Yes, <laughs> it, we're going to get into that. It's like bearer of bad news. No, really, though. Um, but and that doesn't mean, though, that, of course, there's always opportunity for growth, no matter what's going on. But again, when Jupiter's in Pisces, that's its natural placement. And that's traditionally, too, because, again, Neptune wasn't discovered until 1846. Ten years later, the same conjunction that's happening now. So it's like, again, it's just really cool that that peace treaty happened. I'm so hopeful that we'll really see some big things in the news this month, too, as far as uh, gas prices in Russia are concerned, because seriously, it's it's getting ridiculous with that, isn't it? We really need some good news with that. And I'm, I'm really hopeful that we'll, we'll get a little bit at least this month and, and we'll see as the year goes on. But I'm very hopeful. Yeah, me too.
Me too. Cool. This was cool. This was great.